But wait, that's not what that's for. That's because I like I have I have Chilean family that might go back to conquistadors. Mm, right. <laughs> you said what? you said queso wrong. <laughs> Welcome to the Board Game Snobs Podcast. Critically harsh reviews with a touch of class. Go. Go. Somebody. Go. Oh, hello. Welcome. <laughs> did, did we wake you up? Yes. Oh, are we doing the intro? Oh, crap. This is All the right. intro. Hello. Don't say crap. Well, that's vulgar. Oh, is it vulgar? Yes. Crap Welcome to vulgar. Board Game Snobs. It's me, Enrique. Right. And crap is not a bad word if you're of the family of Thomas Crapper. Oh. The man who invented... Now, now, that is a wives' tale. He did not invent the toilet. Enrique, you're laughing into the microphone. Excuse me. Thomas... <laughs> Thomas Crapper did not invent the toilet. Was an English businessman no, and plumber. No, you're reading something wrong. He founded Thomas Crapper & Co. <laughs> in London. <laughs> A sanitary equipment company. He held nine patents, three of them for water closet improvements, such as the floating ball caulk. This I'm has gone down the hill. Flush toilet. Uh, uh, I have Ismail Al Jazari, Joseph Brahma, John Harrington, Alexander Covington. Who invented the flush toilet? According to history.com. Let's see. Scrolling. Of course, we go through the Romans, Elizabeth I. The first modern flushable toilet was described by Sir John Harrington. Uh, it doesn't even flush. Flushing Harrington's pot. Harrington. So I don't know where you're getting crapper from. That's because just, he. That's just. That's because he was one of the ones that improved upon it. And a matter of fact, the term. The term has often been claimed that in popular culture that the profane slang term for a human bodily waste crap originated with Thomas Crapper because of his association with lavatories. A common version of this story is that an American serviceman stationed in England during World War One saw his name on the cisterns and used, the, is, used it as army slang. It's actually, though, a Middle East origin. Oh, Middle English origin, and it predates its application to bodily waste. It apparently <laughs> comes from the Dutch word crappen, to cut off, and the French word crepe. Crepes? Or crappa. Hmm, so close. Don't eat a crepe. Anyways. Crepes but are yeah, he, he may not have invented the commode, but he was certainly one of the ones that improved upon it. So there you go. How dare you tarnish the name <laughs> of Thomas Crapper? <laughs> I'm surprised his name wasn't John Crapper. That would have been too on the nose, as they would say. Wow. Boy, this banner really kicked off. Yes. The cat's tongue. Do you know how amazing wait a, the cat's no. tongue is? Oh, <laughs> Lord. The cat's tongue oh, is wait amazing. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Go ahead. The first time you did that really cracked me up. Even though I listened to our own podcast, Jerry's going, That's all it is. You make these goofy drops. I made it and you liked it. I and did. Now you've I'm, turned I'm against acting it. like I don't like it. I love every minute of it. Keep on. The cat's tongue is covered with 290 papilla. And they sound like this when they lick stuff. Oh my. You Tiny. didn't lick that, did you? I may have just licked this microphone. 
There's something on this microphone. What is it? Yeah, it's yours. Sorry. It's foam. I thought I always thought we was doing some AMSR stuff. You know where they make those noises? This is what a cat, cat sounds like. Papillae, tiny backward-facing spines that are about as stiff as your fingernail. Each papilla has a groove that insistently picks up saliva when the tongue is drawn to the cat's mouth. As the cat licks its fur, the papillae reach down through the hair, the hairs and release the saliva into the skin. This saliva breaks down contaminants. Contaminants. Mm. <laughs> Really? <laughs> and as the saliva evaporates, it provides almost one quarter of the cat's body cooling. Mm. Is that not interesting? They lick themselves. They lick themselves clean and cool. Mm. Enrique, how do you clean yourself? You really don't want to know the answer to that. I don't. I, how often how would often? you say that you partake in a shower? <laughs> No, I do. We do. We all do. We seriously do. Daily. Weekly. Weekly. Weekly or daily? No, no. Uh, This should not be a question to you. How often do you take a shower? At least two. Twice a day? Twice a day, at least. Okay. Twice a day? Yeah. Oh, okay. Very impressed. You're very clean, much like a cat. Twice a day. (laughs) He's very... I uh, not bubble bath. Why do you take so many showers when you just sweats. play video games? He sweats a lot. Profusely. Profusely. <laughs> Profusely. Profusely. Really I can't. I, if I was to actually do even a little bit of work, just the tiniest bit of work, uh-huh. I sweat. Mm-hmm. I Some, sweat. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a profuse sweater. Y'all I, both sweat. I have no sweat glands. I know, and that's why it's dangerous for you to be outside. That's why I turn red when you I go outside. You turn extremely I red. Look like you the don't red skull. Sweat. He doesn't. He can't. I don't sweat. It's not that he don't sweat. It's he not can't, that he, he physically it's can't not sweat. Not that he chooses not to. He physically he can't. physically cannot sweat. Heat is my enemy. Yes, I cannot be outside. That's your weakness. What? Like Superman. Heat is heat, your heat. kryptonite. I avoid Arizona. <laughs> I'm sorry, you're too far, too far south. <laughs> Nobody sweats in Arizona. That's but a dry boy, heat. If you're it's in Michigan, I'm coming for now you. Now the Amazon, that's your enemy. Yeah, mm. he would die. Mm-mm. So if anybody ever offers to send you to the Amazon for free, they're like, "Oh, Brazil is beautiful." Darn you, you a, Jeff you Bezos. You need a jumble check. He'll just be like crawling, crawling on the ground, it's like water. Uh. So what happens to you, Jerry? For real. I just I don't hardly sweat at all. It's like a thing. It's it's a weird. No, you have some genetic thing. Right? I don't know. I just don't sweat. Like it's been. You a, just turn beat. I red. turn my ears turn red. My face turns red, and I just and it's I like almost have a heat stroke because that's what you're supposed to sweat to cool. But yet off. you're a fireman. How does this work? Because that's just heat. You're not getting cool air. So then Arizona might be okay because it's dry heat. You don't sweat. That's what I've always heard, anyway. I've never been there. Nah, I can guarantee it's hotter here than it is in Arizona. Guarantee it. Guarantee it. In the warehouse. Now, when they have uh, when they have those um, heat waves, it's the humidity here that'll get you. You yeah, have not you know suffered what? heat. I can, I can agree with that. But this is my thing. I also sweat profusely, but it's not my, sure. I'm sure being fat doesn't help. But when I was young and trim and healthy and sexy, I was super sexy. I guarantee. I would it. go to the arcade. Just playing Street Fighter, getting super excited on Street Fighter, tapping those buttons, moving that joystick. 
I would sweat. Really? Yeah. Playing air right. hockey. If yeah. I played air hockey, or what's the game with the soccer that you flick around? That's a uh, soccer thing. I don't know what you, uh, t- table soccer. I don't know what that's called. It's got a name. I know. It's got the knob. I would, I would sweat. I just sweat with the slightest physical activity. I sweat. But it's not everywhere. It's not a gross sweat. You're well I hydrated, it be, though. It's in. My, it, I sweat from the brow. Maybe you have pores. I sweat. You have big pores, and you're easier for sweat to come out. Perhaps. That's what it is. I think that's probably what it is. Your pores are so huge. <laughs> my pores are huge. Pores, yeah. You got huge I got pores. the hugest pores of anybody. That's probably. That might be <laughs> The what, biggest pores. <laughs> You sound like that guy Simpsons. You're going for you're going for the wrong impersonation. Know, okay. uh, yeah, but I'm I'm a I'm a big sweater. Thank you. <laughs> now welcome to the board game stop. Send us an Why email. Why are you picking your teeth? I stop. Got, I got. Stop. I'm low on phosphorus. Oh my god. And so I got this Stress. film on my tooth. It just shows up. It's like plaque. And I, I scrape it off because I don't have my floss with me. Have you watched anything of interest to you here lately that we can discuss? That you think would be cool? I watched two dogs sitting on the side of the road watching cars go by. <laughs> and on my way to work, I thought these dogs are going to jump out. They're two older dogs, and they're going to run out on the road. So, of course, I slowed down in anticipation. But then it was one was like... Anticipation. A, I don't know what the one type of dog was, but it was a big dog. The other one was like a golden retriever. And they just sat there in the side of the road, literally just watching cars go by. They like well, looked at my truck and just watched me drive by. And in their car, I look back. At least they watch you and didn't they chase didn't like get your up. Tires. They didn't get up. They were just laying down. They were literally laying down, both of them just watching. And I thought to myself, they just, they've given up. They've they real- just watch, watch dogs. Yeah. They realize they're too old to be chasing cars, but we're still going to watch them. I'm too old for this. And you both of them thinking, if this guy gets up and runs, I'll go with him. Oh. And that one's thinking, if he runs after this truck, I'll go with him. And what drives like, me insane is dogs that attack tires. Mm-hmm. Like, what is wrong with those dogs? I know. If you run in front of a tire... You get tired. I mean, I, I, I've had, I've seen a dog bite a tire, and its teeth get stuck. Like it bit the tire and punctured it, and it paid the ultimate price. You run behind a car, you get exhausted. <laughs> get that? That's a pun. Uh, I get it. It's like man who stands on commode is high on pot. Get it? I get it. Like a kite. Stop. High as a kite. We're doing puns, Mister Crapper. I've got puns on here. Crap on, crap off. The crapper. It flushes. Oh, crap on, crap off. The crappers. The clap on. It's a different Clap sound. on, clap on. <laughs> Do you remember that? The commercials where they yes. clap the lights? Why I didn't those catch com- on? Why didn't the uh, the clapping clap on? The clapping didn't work. It did. It didn't. It did. Have you ever noticed it, how... If it, if it worked, it would have been here. No, people, this people just didn't want to... Because anything that makes that sound could just turn your lights off when you're in the middle of doing something. <laughs> but it would be like a great thing to have as an emergency. Like somebody breaks into your house and just like lights are off. I know, but nobody wants that. Yes, they do. Everybody wants some sort of distraction. I don't want to clap my lights off. Why not? You sweat making any movement towards the, 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 the switch. You could just clap. It's a personal attack. I'm just saying. I know I'm saying. It, you could clap and the lights would go off. You wouldn't have to make the movement. You ever notice how butcher shops have stupid names like nice to meet you? They do not. They do too. I've never I've been to never a butcher s- shop. I've, never I've literally seen never shop seen a butcher like shop. <laughs> what are you talking about? Like what what areas are you going well, y'all are into? Both attacking like Andy Griffith. <laughs> what kind of level? Like, where do you live? Mayberry. 
Like, what are you coming up with? I don't know. I didn't you're, pulling that. Up, you're pulling up. Oh, you wrote that down. <laughs> that was, that was I just wrote it down. That was literally a joke that you thought. I won't go over this for a moment. You thought that joke was so good. No. You wrote it down and put an asterisk next to it saying, Stop beating Everybody on this. Stop pounding the table. You put an asterisk on that thing. I'll say oh. that during the podcast. Uh, that was your best segue. You hard murdered yeah. him. Oh, <laughs> uh, I've got several things written down here. Um, uh, all right, let's get this a board game. No, talk. no, hit me another one. I want to know. I'm, I'm riveting. What is that on your arm? Oh. Oh, so it was on like, are you like two days yourself? ago. Yeah, you just saw my temporary tattoo. <laughs> yeah, so, I saw that. Um, You're flexing your flaccid muscle. <laughs> yeah, it's flaccid. But look, but look. So, like, okay. So, my daughter Uh-oh. went to a. You got to take, take a picture. You got to take a picture of my my flaccid. Try not the gun show. <laughs> Welcome to the gun show. <laughs> okay, I got it. I got it. I'm not even oiled up. <laughs> uh, so my daughter went to a. I don't even know what to call it. It's like a little kid's <laughs> safety course put on by the electric company. Not the electric company on television. I'm talking about the electric company, like the co-op. <laughs> and they gave out one of my most favorite things ever, which are temporary tattoos. And so they gave out a book of temporary tattoos, and this was one of them. Unfortunately, I put it on upside down. So it's like the, the exclamation point, and it says danger. Uh-huh. I put it upside down. So that's ice. Why did you do that? I didn't mean to. It just happened because I was so excited. Now, I brought the temporary tattoo book with me because I thought when we played uh, Fast and Furious, you got to have tattoo. Plus, one of the tattoos that my daughter wanted, it's... it's it, it is of a hot dog with a face. I'm in. It's got hands and arms, and it's on fire, and it's oh, running. Flaming dogs. And underneath it, it says, and I'm not joking. Now I know not the touch power lines. They gave, oh, wow. they gave this temporary tattoo to my daughter, my nine-year-old. Don't touch this. You're going to catch on fire. Right. And of a flaming... I don't know what the flaming hot dog has to do with, <laughs> with, with touching paralytes. I guess I've touched many a flaming dog. I don't know. It's just, just like, I don't know, somebody urinated on a bar bar fence. Weird. But it's like a weird... I don't know. That's dark. It is dark. That's kind of dark to hand out. But I can imagine a flaming dog on this gun. Oh, uh, yeah. Let me go. Uh, uh, no, I don't, I don't have any guns. That's Okay. Can we, can we talk about um, a board game? Oh, oh, is that what we're going to do on this podcast I'm, called Board Game Snobs? I'm done with all this, meow. So let's see. Let's see. All this what? What? Is that? What? What? Is that? what? All this what? Nothing. Yeah. Meow? What? Yeah. What? <laughs> Still talking about cats, are we? Oh, perfect. Go ahead. Uh, captains of the Gulf. Cat, pun, cat puns no, of the Gulf? you're going deep now. Captains of the Gulf. Never heard of it. Oh but it was God. a game designed by Mr. Jason Dinger. We met him. I know him. He uh, he chokes people. He does karate or jiu-jitsu ground Brazilian jiu-jitsu. He does Chilean jiu-jitsu Ooh, or Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Oh, those are not my people. One of them's hairless. Chilean, I can't remember. <laughs> Chilean is Chilean is Chilean is not hairless. Brazilian hairless. Ch- Chilean jiu-jitsu is similar. Hilarious, but there's a lot more sweat. <laughs> I think that's what makes them so hard to wrestle. 
Because you can't. They're salt. They're like all over. Out of there. I couldn't do Chilean Jiu Jitsu. Go. Stop. Go. Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Go. Captain of the Gulf by Jason Dinger and published by Stronghold Games and Spielowicz. Would you like for me to describe how this game works? Not really. But I shall. Go ahead. Huzzah. And Captains of the Gulf, you are that said captain, and you have a ship. And you're in the Gulf. And what are you going to do in said Gulf? Fish. Fishing, baby. Shrimping. Well, shrimping, technically, because there's shrimps. But there's crabs and clams. And but those aren't fish. So are those, those are all crustaceans. Oh, okay. wait, wait, wait. So whether you're clamming or crabbing or what's the other one? There's shrimp, shrimp clams, clams, and crabbing. Crabs? You're crabbing. You're shrimping. There's, there's only three? Yeah. 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 Oysterins or clamins. Cl- no, no, that was clam. It's getting clammy in here, and you can pull in the So clams. shrimping counts towards clams and crabs. Right. You're not crabbing. No, I think they're separate things. I think they're in cages. Oh. Correct me if I'm wrong, all you people from Massachusetts. Or Jason Dinger. He used to listen to us. You put uh, like cages out there, and they bait them, and then the crab get in there and so forth. They have to use whatever baits they use. What if you're really good at baiting? Are you a... No. You're a novice baiter, and you'll never be better than what you are. You'll you'll always be a a novice baiter. No, no, you won't. You'll never be. You graduate from novice You'll never be an expert baiter either. You'll always be a novice. So with with this in mind, in Captains of the Gulf, there's rondelles in this. That's my boy. And you select this rondelle. By using your little action selection, little meeple dude. <laughs> and your options are very limited. It's you're going to go out to sea. You're going to come back from the sea. You're going to upgrade your ship. You're going to fish. Sell your stuff. Basically it. Oh, get fuel. So on your turn, you're trying to decide how much money you're going to have to spend to go around the rondelle. Because like most of these mechanics utilizing a rondelle, you have to pay money to go further than just one or two spaces. And then... You have to figure out how you're going to utilize that action most effectively. With the three different types of items that you're shrimping, fishing for, whatever you want to call it. We're going to say fishing, just as a general rule. Sure. Even though that's not (laughs) sure. 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 (laughs) Polly. I got it. Um, So, you go out and you load up what your catch is and you bring it back and you sell it. Shrimps don't pay as much as crabs, that type thing. But... You have to have the right type of fishing license. You have to have the right type of equipment, the right type of crew. And you hire that through these multi-use cards. You have a hand of six cards. And very interestingly, utilizing these multi-use cards, that's how you upgrade your ship and fish and get licenses. So on the top part, of course, it shows what the license is. And on the sides of the cards, which you'll place on your personal player board, whichever side you utilize, whether an upgrade to your ship or a crew member, give you certain bonuses. And the middle part of your card is how much of whatever you're fishing for, how much you can get. So this game is very, very tough because sometimes you don't have the cards that you need. Most of the time, you simply do not have the fuel that you need to get your poor rickety boat out to the ocean far enough to get what you want and then back. Also, you get bonuses for taking certain types of items to certain ports. There's three different ports, and some of them want certain things, and you move up on these tracks. Those tracks are basically the in-game scoring of it, and that's what you want. You want to be able to take the right stuff to the right port, utilizing all the right stuff, and it's hard. This game was, yeah, this was a tough game, in my opinion. Because it seems like when you first start off, 
your boat is very poor, you don't have enough crew, you don't have what you need, and you have to go back and forth trying to get your little money built up so you could spend money to upgrade your ship and move along. But once the game gets going, more problems arise because everybody starts fishing in your spots and taking your stuff. And not everything comes back in the board the way that you want because it's kind of a random-based thing where the, the crabs and the oysters and all that populate back out to the ocean and you're flipping over cards and sometimes they're moved over here and sometimes what you want is over here. It's frustrating. This is if captains of the frustrated gulf. It's very tough. It's a tough gulf. That's a tough gulf. Enrique, your experience on the gulf? It was very hard. It's a hard gulf. This game might make you prone to analysis paralysis. It's not a soft gulf. But it's a hard gulf. I lost this due to shellfish steam. Low shellfish steam. I ruined that joke. You're just fishing for compliments. <laughs> Enrique, do you want to talk about this game or should I go first? You shall go first. I shellfish go first. This game is starts off very... Uh, we keep saying hard. That's just, okay, insert joke here. This game is very difficult. The first few rounds are just like you're doing nothing. You're going out picking up one thing, shrimp, clam, crab, and then you have to go back or else you're going to run out of fuel. When you run out of fuel, you have to pay money for each space that you cannot accommodate with fuel, correct? You have to get towed in. You got to get towed in, get, get towed up. You don't get towed in. So once you do that, then you can go back to port and sell your one clam for a few measly dollars. That then enables you to buy one cheap card. So the thing is, you have to use these cards to utilize to expand your ship and expand the things you can do, whether you can then take more fuel that enables you to fish for more. You can stay out at sea longer. You can add more cargo holds to your ship. You can, the, the cards do a lot of very neat things if you can afford them, but before you can afford them, you have to go shipping, 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 and then take them back and buy, sell them, and then buy these cards. What's your favorite type of shrimp? The 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 and also bowl shrimp. You, you the license thing. Shrimp scampi. If you have one license for shrimp, you can only fish one shrimp. Shrimp cocktail. And only carry one. Shrimp. And only carry one shrimp. Shrimp gumbo. You have to take that back to port and sell it. Once you sell it, you need to buy you a second shrimp so that when you go out to sea, you can fish for two shrimp. On the Barbie. This this game is as tight as it can possibly be. It's rough. It is a very rough game. It makes you feel depressed. It makes you feel... Especially in the mid-late games. It makes you feel depressed like uh, you might be an actual fishing captain. It's tough. I am an alcoholic now because I was on this ship and I named it Jenny. I named mine the Downeaster Alexa. Good job. And Enrique, what was your ship name? The Nobody. Okay. That's not... Okay. That's interesting. Low shelf esteem. Yes. Shellfish. Okay. Get it? I got it. Thank you. We got yeah. the first time, I, 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 the second sure. time, and the third time. I think time. maybe it's so fast and witty, it may have like gone past a few people. And yeah. after a while of like trying to build up your ship and hire people and get the licenses you need and... There's always something out there that you're looking right when you have exactly what you need. They're not there anymore. Like, this is as frustrating as fishing is in real life. 
<laughs> like, How do you think so? Yes, it's like like I I hate fishing. I don't like fishing. And it's like No, I, I enjoy catching fish. I hate fishing. Everybody enjoys catching fish. Who wouldn't? You'd be stupid not, not to catch a not it's, enjoy. A, it's a thrill. It's a thrill. The thought of it has got me. It's a thrill. I would be excited hooking something and reeling that thing in. It's amazing. It's an amazing thing. The same thing that hooks you in fishing is what gets you in golf. The same thing, though, that the problem with fishing is, is that it takes hours. You spend hours out there doing nothing till you hook a fish. Requires patience. It's patience. Captains of the Gulf requires a little bit of patience. It takes a little bit for it to heat up. But once it gets heated up, that mid game, that late game, this game's good. Once you get your, you got that, you got a larger capacity for fuel. You can go out there, stay longer. You can go farther. You can visit the different ports. The different ports give you different bonuses. I really liked this game, and I keep trying to think of this and this and Crescent City Cargo have a very different, same, similar feel, especially the Rondales and the fishing theme. I think I like this better. There's because of I. It's stupid. It's not stupid. Maybe it is stupid. I I don't know. I can tell you where you like it. I can tell you where you like it right now. I like taking my boat, going out into the water. Picking up fish, returning to shore, and selling that fish. So the so here's the here's the little hook of the game. The hook. Thing, <laughs> you don't have to point out every pun. All right, either they get it or they don't. That's how it goes. It's either they understand it or I they like, don't. I like to point it you out. You don't have to point it out. Just stop. It's okay. If they don't get it, they don't get it. They're just as Ricky, please stop. Stop what you're doing. I pointed <laughs> out just for the hell of it. How the um so when you return to port or floundering, go ahead to move up on the track. If you just return one type of item, this shrimp, you just move up one. So you're rewarded for bringing in multiples of variety. So if you bring back the clams, the shrimp, and the crabs, you end up moving up three spaces. The in-game scoring on those tracks—that's what win it for you. So you have to go out and try to diversify. So you have to buy multiple fishing licenses. You have to have everything that you need. You want more fuel so you can go to place to place to place because all the crabs and shrimp and everything's moving around. And just when you get everything that you need just right, Enrique goes out there and eats up all the the shrimp, and then you see him sell off. And now it's like, now what am I gonna do? This game is very frustrating. It's very depressing. And it's very like, it's got that feel of the whole time I'm fighting to try to make, like, I don't even care what y'all are doing. Like, you just happen to be interfering with well, what I'm doing. Well, because we don't really, I mean, other than gobble up whatever might be out there, you can still go to the same uh, spot I'm at. Right. We're trying to just do our own thing. But at the same time, we're just out there hoping that maybe we could get, and what, what got me is at some point in this time, like Gobby went out and got a good haul, and I remember looking over at his player board, and like, "Hey, that was really good." Like, "Oh yeah, we're done." I was like, "It was like I was half, my nets were full." It's like, "Hey, you did good." It's like I felt like two fishermen going by. Hey, you know, <laughs> yeah, so you're going home. Oh yeah, how's the wife? Oh, hater. you know, it's like oh, you know, just you know that type of thing. It's like yes. two, it felt like we are all in it's this thematic. It's very thematic. I smell like bass. <laughs> <laughs> it was very take off the B. It was very, very interesting to play this game. And I had seen many people put this in their top 10. 
Like, if you go to BGG, occasionally that's where this game caught my attention, is that people would throw this game out there, and it's been off the market for a long time. This is number one of the Cajun trilogy, as Jason Dinger calls it. Crescent City Cargo, which we reviewed earlier, we really liked. And I think I have to agree with Gobby on this. I'm not... They're both different experiences. Obviously, the Rondelle is more prominent in Crescent City Cargo. And this one, the Rondelle is just the means to an end. Really, what you're fighting with is trying to get your ship built up the way that you want it. Upgraded and, and having to afford all the money that you need to buy stuff. But at the same time, money's victory points. At the end of the game, that's what's going to win it for you. This game is very tight. It's very thematic. Um, the components, it has the same sort of artwork as Crescent City Cargo. All the cards are great. It's, again, like we said about Crescent City Cargo looking like an old school Euro. Yeah. This is a old school Euro. That's why these both of these games... Houses need curb appeal to sell. These games don't have that to me. But they excel in what's inside the house. The guts of these games, the mechanisms of these games are just in surprise. They're surprising because you look at them and you're like, oh, these games, the artwork is not my favorite. Sorry, whoever the artist is. It's just not my favorite. They're very pedestrian looking. Spiel walk. When you when you when you compare like we just talked about brew not that long the artwork is just this and it just pops it flaps are you are you, t- you take scythe which is overly produced and it just has all this game is just like you know what I'm gonna draw it to the best I can but man the way that operates is beyond the art and so I'm glad you brought that up about scythe. So Scythe has its own player board as its captains of the golf, and a lot of what you're doing is happening at your player board. Yes, in Scythe, you're going out and trying to get resources. Captains of the golf, you're going out and getting resources. They're not, I'm not trying to compare them in that realm, but essentially the same feel that you get is that on when you play Scythe, you're, you're just messing with this little player board. You're just moving stuff around. But you're never really stressed or frustrated at Scythe. It's like, I need to go. No. I need this. So I'm going to go here and I'm going to get this. Captains of the Gulf, when you look down at your player board, it's you look out and go, I need to be further up this track at this port. This port gives me an extra dollar when I sell them crabs. Where are all the freaking crabs? Oh, they're way over here. So I have to get more fuel, but I don't have enough fuel to get over there and then over this it's, place. So I have to buy this upgrade or I can adjust my ship. So I need more money. So I'm going to go out here, get some shrimp, then go back to this other port, sell that, take that money, buy this card, fuel back up, drive over here, get the crab, come back over here. It is that level of. It's the same frustrations as Crescent City. It's just so limited. And this one, you have to have those fishing license. If you have one shrimp fishing license, you can only fish one shrimp. If you go out there and there's three shrimp out there, it don't matter. You can only get one. You got to take that one. You have to expand your shrimping license, your licenses. If you want three shrimp, you got to get three fishing licenses for those shrimp. That is this. It has the same thing that I hate but also makes me love the tightness of these games where it's like everything I do, you're frustrated because I want to do this. Generally, I do it, and then I'm like, ah, oh, I can't do that. It's that 
whatever that it's the same feeling as Crescent City. It's like I think I can do something, but oh, I realize that I don't have the ability to do that. The frustration is actually what I like about this game, which is really weird. So, so you know those little, um, like those little puzzle trap things, or like locks and things that people work on. Like mm-hmm. you should be able to take these things apart, but you don't know how. Like the little, um, the dish, numerous of them. You see them in Barnes and Noble mm-hmm. and various book places. They got like, how do you separate these things? There's a way. It's a trick, and you sit there and you see people all the time look at those things. And move them around and manipulate them. And then eventually they're able to figure out, okay, this is how you take these things apart. That type of frustration that some people absolutely can't stand. It's like looking at these crossword puzzles and you can't think of that word or you can't figure it out. There are certain levels of frustration that once it gets past this, most people will quit. But there's this level of frustration with Captains of the Gulf that intrigues me. And it is like it's this intricate lock that you need all these things to work out for you. But at the same time, there's all this randomness taking apart that's that's happening. Because there's in-game, there's in-round cards that move some of the the sea life around. Or, and then there's an in-phase where they, you either will add or, or if you overfish an area, a lot of times the, they won't come back to that area. Mm-hmm. So, Like if, Enrique, me and Enrique were both fishing clams at the beginning of the game, hardcore. We fished out all the clams. I was, yeah, and then I had a. Oh wait, hold on. What'd you say there, clam boy? You destroyed all the clams. It was. So I had a license for something that wasn't even on the board. I, for the other part, though, went the more cheap and conservative route of shrimp, and I shrimped the early and mid part of the game until suddenly there were no more shrimp, <laughs> and so you have to diversify. But that's what I liked about this game is that. When everything comes together and it happens for each player in this game where you have everything that you need and the stars align and there's your shrimp, there's your clams, there's your crab. I'm going to go here, here, here. I'm going to make this run. It feels like you caught something. Like I was just, I I firmly remember hooking it on over to Corpus Christi with all my haul having my, my, Boat upgraded to where I could haul multiple items, hitting each spot perfectly, and then getting my ship towed in because I was out of fuel right in there and selling all my stuff for a big payout. That was exciting to me. Mm-hmm. Rare is the game that it makes it so hard to score, so hard to get something done, that when you do it, you actually feel like you've unlocked something. <laughs> I think I like Captains of Gulp. Gulf, just a smidge more than I like Crescent City Cargo. It's getting thrown into my top 25. I got to run my list again just to see yeah. if it ranks. It's a great game. I agree. And it's both awesome. these games. I'm looking forward to the third of the trilogy now. Right. And so if, I think I for, he's already got it going, but I forget what it's called. If you, uh, Arcadians. Oh, that's right. If you've not heard our other podcast regarding Crescent City Cargo, please listen to it. Both of these games are old school Euro games. If you are a Euro game player, if you like that nice, dry kind of feel here, this old school Rondell having to piece together and figure out what's going on type gameplay, definitely Crescent City Cargo, Captains of the Gulf. I think Captains of the Gulf, I give just that nudge above. Plus, it has a solo, which I haven't played. I was about to say, it's but I've read it. one to four now. Rike, rate it. Nine. Good <laughs> lord. <laughs> 
None. Did you like it that much? I did. Really? You scored it was, 12 it was points. Tight. You, yeah, he, wait, he broke. Well, okay. Enrique got busted. He lost a lot of money. But that happens. Because that's I was scene. learning the game. You were learning it, as were we. This game was 34, Jerry won. I had 32, Enrique scored 12. That's because, because that one, I, if you don't move up high enough on these three tracks, then it costs you money. Yes. Yeah, because I didn't realize money was the end factor. Right, but you don't care about money. Monetary no. things don't mean anything. Money doesn't mean anything to you. You're a man of the sea. You, you are but it was a good game. Aquaman. It was a good game, though. You're it was Aquaman. Tight. You take what fun. you need. And I had a bunch of You're shrimp. You're a man of the sea. A which sea I couldn't man. Use. So much Would you stop? Just stop. Okay. Please stop. We're done. All these puns are putting me in a deep sea sleep. That was that was. I don't even know what that means. Lights went off. <laughs> All right. Captains of the Gulf. It's approved. Approved. I'm not even I don't even know what the rate is. I'm that enthralled with it. Okay. I'm enthralled. I think you would probably be maybe gave you an eight, maybe an eight point five. Whatever. I don't know. This is Jerry. I'm gone. Jerry's taken off his earphones. He is done. He's gone. He's received a text message that he has to answer immediately. Yes. So now it's just me and Enrique, but we are done with this episode. Until next time, I'm Gabby. I'm Enrique. You've just been entertained by the board game snobs. You lucky devil.